Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, Energized by Celsius. It's a Thursday edition of the show, and we got a very special show as we are joined by Bucks defensive lineman Will Goldston. I'm your host, Matt Matera, and joined with me is the face that runs the place, SR. But you know about us. We want to get right into and talk with our guy, Will Goldston. Will, how are you doing today? And thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Will. Oh, no doubt. Thanks for inviting me. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Um, we're, we're doing fantastic. We didn't have to work out today in the hot sun. So <laughs> um, I don't have any sweat or um, you know any sore muscles uh, today, but I'm sure you probably do because you've really been getting after it this, this offseason during the OTAs. Trying to, trying to. You guys living a good life over there. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't hate the AC right now. I definitely don't. <laughs> and you know, we were out there yesterday too. But you know that great feeling when you, you're working hard outside, and then you finally get back to the locker room. You got that AC blast, and it's always a a pretty good feeling there. But obviously, you're in the middle of OTAs right now, and OTAs are voluntary. You don't have to be there, but you've been out there grinding every single day. So, Will, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what are you trying to get out of these OTAs? Why are you here when you know you don't necessarily have to be? I think OTAs is a, a great time and place to build that foundation you need. Uh, I mean, we got a few new pieces. We got some young rookies that's going to be expected to play. We got to be able to set the tone and the tempo because I think right now me and Nacho are the oldest guys in the room, Vita as well. Yeah. So we got to be able to show them how to be pros, I guess, because we got a lot of young guys in there. So mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. Then we want to be able to get the communication down. That way we can make it to our end game, our end goal in the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's jump right to some of those those young guys. Um, probably the more the most prominent young guy, the new addition is is uh, Logan Hall, the first pick by you guys, top of the second round, a defensive tackle who's coming in and playing, you know, in Dominican Sioux spot. He's going to be the starter, and it's kind of crazy, Will, because when I was doing my my draft prep, and actually we we forecasted the Bucks drafting. Uh, Logan Hall. We had him in our mock draft. He was one of our Bucks' best bets on the defensive line. And the thing is, is when I'm looking at this guy at Houston, maybe it's the number two, the 92 jersey. Maybe it's the, uh, you know, the, the the red. Maybe it's the six foot six frame. But I'm thinking, damn, it looks like Will Golston, you know. <laughs> and and uh, obviously, you guys aren't the same player. You know, you've got you've got years of experience on this guy for sure. But it's interesting that that for the longest time you you've kind of been um a bit of of an oddball in the defensive line room because of your size and i don't mean oddball in a bad way at all i mean in a, in a, in a great way matter of fact todd bulls and casey rogers have said you're the prototype when it comes to a three four defensive lineman and now that you guys have logan hall i don't know of a better player he can model his game after than you because of, of of your similar size and, and build. If I can give you my opinion alone, like that guy's like that. From the first day I seen him practice and come in and prepare this 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 kid. Looks like we lost Will there for a second. Yep. He was talking about uh Logan Hall and we'll see if we can get Will back. You know, this happened, too, when uh, Jason Light was on. And yeah. uh, so hopefully we can get Will back. But, yeah, I'm curious what Will was going to say about that because, 
I mean, we heard Casey Rogers talk about how he sees a little bit of a Will Golston in Logan Hall. Now, understandably, two different types of players, and that's just no two players are exactly the same unless they're twins. Like, uh, trying to think, <laughs> you have a couple of twins in the league, or the McCordy, yeah, the McCordy twins, a couple of different players, but um, yeah, should be cool to see Logan Hall lining up next to Will Golston. Uh, this year. Appreciate everyone that's watching this show right now. Cam yeah. Peralta said, uh, hey, Will, for a fellow Spartan, go green. I'm a Spartan as well, too, but not Michigan State. I am <laughs> University of Tampa. So uh, I do root for the Spartans just because we got the same name. I think, uh, yeah. you know, might as well go with that. But as right. you see right now, we're having a little technical well, difficulties. It's, it's interesting, you know. too, because Will's last college game was at Raymond James Stadium. And it was ah. Michigan State defensive end, and he actually uh, went up against Georgia, had a phenomenal game. And uh, that was really one of the first times I had seen him on, uh, you know, in my draft study. And um, I, I didn't really know, you know, if the Buccaneers had a big need, at, you know, for a defensive end at, at that time. But he's one of the players I liked. And when they drafted mm -hmm. him, um, you know, during the, the Shiano years, I, I was thrilled. I was like, holy smokes, like th they got this guy. And, and I remember him from the Outback Bowl. So that was that was a really cool, um, you know, thing for me to, to actually have a player that I, I kind of liked and gravitated towards. And, and that happens a lot. I mean, sometimes, like even with Logan Hall, right? I mean, I really mm -hmm. liked him in the draft process. I, it was a little cool to him at first because I thought, how is a 265-pound guy going to – you know, to, to make it in this, in this, uh, uh, league. But, but, uh, you know, when you look at, at Logan Hall and, uh, how he's bulked up to, you know, to 290 pounds, um, you, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a situation where, you know, he's not 265. He played at, at 270 in college. And then, you know, he's up to 290 pounds now, you know, and, and we have, we have Will back. So, uh, Will, you didn't miss much. We're just talking about uh, about Logan Hall and how much we liked him in, in the pre-draft process. And you were getting ready to say how much you like what you've seen so far from this guy into OTAs. My apologies for that technical difficulty. No worries. Okay. It happens. Um, Technology's you know, great when it works. That, yeah, right, you know? <laughs> uh, but like I was saying, Logan is like that. Like, his versatility, like, he, I think he can play inside and out. I think he can play my position, Sue's position his explosiveness and like how well he moves to be that big. Like I, I was shocked cause I don't necessarily see guys my size and stature all the time. Right. And he's the same size as me, but he moves. I, I know you guys probably remember, you know, Noah Spence, he moves like, yes, Noah. of course. Yeah. He, mo he moves like Noah Spence. And I'm like, yo, this dude is 70 plus moving like that, like a little fish out there. So, yeah. um, it's exciting to see what he does and he's retaining the information as well. So I'm, I'm really, I got really high hopes for this guy. I know he's going to be able to produce. Well, let's just hope he produces more than Noah Spence because <laughs> he, he, I'm just saying he kind of flamed out a little quickly there. You know, didn't really live up to the expectations. But yes, I mean, he, he certainly had that ability, but Noah Spence was about 240 pounds and this cat yeah. is 290, right? So, That's why I was trying to give the comparison. Like, Noah could bend, yeah. but this guy can bend and move. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because we heard, you know, Casey Rogers said that he sees a little bit of you in in Logan Hall. So, Will, I was curious, too, if when you look at your size, Logan's size, you know, Joe Tryon-Chayinka is 
is huge as well, too. I mean, you got some tall guys on the defensive line. I think the PBU rate for the D-line alone is going to be through the roof in terms of production that we haven't seen before. Yes, I hope, hope so we get them hands up, you know, bat the ball down, but hopefully we get more sacks, though. That's, yeah. that's, that's the goal. We got to get them down to the ground. Well, you know, you did that pretty well last year. I mean, you were you turned 30 last year and had four and a half sacks, a career high. Yeah. I mean, like Tom Brady, you're like a fine wine. You're you're just getting better with age, are you not? I believe so. I, I think if I played in this type of scheme and I had this coaching staff when I was younger, I, th- I think I would be a totally different player. I'd be viewed as a different type of player. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because Todd Bowles even said this yesterday. He was talking about he's talking about you, and he said that you are tailor made for the three four defense. So, what is it about that defense that has just made you excel so well? I, I know you've played in a number of different defenses and schemes, but you know you've had so much success in the three four. And I remember you saying last year that when you have a coach like Todd Bowles, he's a man that you want to run through a brick wall for. So, is it just the three four defense, or is it Todd Bowles as well? It has to be everything. I think it's it's not it's not just Coach Bowles. It's not just a three four. I gotta throw Casey and Low in that bad boy too because the preparation that I have, as far as fundamental and technique wise, and learning the plays and everything that they do from a coach's stand, like they cover, they dot every I, they cross every T, they make sure we always prepare. So it leaves onus on me to personally just get better. I don't have to worry about how to study, when to study, or what to study. It's like it's. it's they give us a cheat sheet so I know what to look at, know how to look at it. So all I have to do is focus on my technique. And I think over the last few seasons, I've been able to focus on my technique, learn what I was doing wrong, correct them, and just consistently try to get better. And that's the end of the day. That's what you got to do or, you, right. or I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. So you had a career high four and a half sacks last year. There you are dropping uh, Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that must have been fun, right, on, on prime time to, you know, to have a big game like that. You also – were incredibly successful uh, in Carolina against Sam Darnold, you know, dropping the quarterbacks there. Two and a um, half in that game. Yeah, and yeah. You, you had the lone sack against Matthew Stafford out there in week three. Oh, yeah. Against the Rams, you know. Could have used another one in the playoff game, I'm sure you're, you know, right? Exactly. Good. Let's, let's talk about that Rams game um, because that's the last time we've seen you in, in a Buccaneer uniform, right? How long did it take you – to get over that that loss because you, you guys were were down early defense really kind of led the comeback with those takeaways tom and mike doing their thing getting it tied up you know leonard fournette and and then to lose it the way you did was just heartbreaking how long did it take you to, to get over that i don't you know have? i'm not really over it <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't know why like usually you know 24 hour rule but that's um <laughs> that stuff um sucks bro like yeah wow yeah i think everybody felt what i felt like as you said come back fight our butts off get down the last two plays you know it just it made me feel like what can i do better to never feel like this like for that to be my second year ever going into the playoffs it was gut rich it was the worst loss i ever had in my yeah. life yeah i mean in my 27 years that loss and and really the 1999 NFC Championship game when the Bucks lost at St. Louis to the Rams, that that was just as devastating. So I, I definitely feel you there. Um, it, it, Shaq Barrett yesterday said that 
that he felt like the winner of that Bucks Rams game was going to win the Super Bowl. Man, he's not the only one. Yeah. I sat there and watched. I did not want to watch the playoffs, but I kind of like forced myself to just mm -hmm. because, you know, kind of praying for the Rams to lose. But I kind of knew, like, man, get yeah. past this game. We it's, it's it's paid for us to be able to win. Yeah. You know, and I would have loved to play Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you win that game against the Rams, you would have a home game the next week against the 49ers, and then you're going to play the Bengals. Now, does it feel like that there's unfinished business? Because you get to play the Rams again this season. You play you obviously play the Saints twice a season because you're in the division, but that's a team that you beat them in the playoffs on the way to winning the Super Bowl, and that was awesome. In the regular season, though, They've had your number a little bit, so you know Not you get a little, little bit. revenge. Seven straight games. Yeah, right? I was trying. I was trying to put it a little bit lightly, well, but you know, you get the revenge that. against you. you get the revenge against those teams, and also I think too, you know, a lot of people have talked about the Bucks' schedule this year. You obviously have a lot of tough opponents, but that comes with the territory of winning the division. Does it almost feel like as well too that? You get to control your own destiny because you play the Rams, because you play teams like the Packers, who usually win their division, because you Cowboys. play the Cowboys week one. These are all teams that are going to be lobbying for that number one seed. And there's only one team that gets to buy in the playoffs now with the with the new rules and the, the extra game on the schedule. Yeah, as you said, like we, we get a chance to control our own destiny. Uh, but I also like it because the fact like those are the best teams you can play against. You want to be the best player you can possibly be, so you got to play against that type and level of competition. I think it's going to be glorious. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a gladiator when I play football, so I get to go against what is assumed to be the very best coming from yeah. that next year. You know what I'm saying? And Like, what we're doing in OTAs, we haven't got our pads, so you can't really say, okay, we, we, we can do this, we can do that. You don't know what you can do until you get pads on, but yeah. I think we got a chance to be devastating as a defensive front. What is it going to take to beat the Rams? They beat you three times now, and obviously they're the defending Super Bowl champions now. Being able to key in on the little things, you know what I'm saying? As far as the small, intricate details, I feel like uh, on paper, like we can go up against anybody, but when it comes down to it, it's, it comes down to your, your mental effort, your preparation for the game, and being prepared in every aspect and understanding that just because we scouted some plays, they might not run those plays. You got to be able because they self scout just like we do. Right. And just being able to capitalize on the opportunities. We had opportunities in the game that we lost in the playoff game. We didn't capitalize every single time. We did later in the game. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody, if, if we would have made a mental mistake, we got to be able to squash all of that. We got to mm -hmm. be a well fine tuned machine to be able to beat teams of that caliber because they, they're not a pushover team. Yeah. Can you give me one example of, of one of those details that you guys are honing in on? Uh, or that you need to hone in on against the Rams? Oh, and this isn't just the Rams. It's just with any good caliber team, I would say, is uh, just situational football backed up coming out. You got to know they're going to hard count. Uh, you're in the goal line. You got to know you're going to get a play. It's going to either be a direct run or a mm -hmm. ball that's going to be tossed to the pylon. Mm -hmm. uh, backed up coming out also, direct run, a pass to the flat. You know what I'm saying? If you know what hash they in, in between both of the 40s, you got to know they're going to take a deep threat shot. That's the yeah. shot area because uh, they right on the cusp of field goal range. It's right. Dang, it's a lot of little situations. I never even thought about it until I just made it out loud. Yeah. Um, coach Bob Sanders, your new outside linebackers coach. And, and I know that, that you, the, the defensive coaches work together, right? And we saw that 
at the OTA the other day, he put together a film of missed sacks, right? You had 47 sacks as a team, one less than, than last year, but you've had 47, 48, now 47 sacks. You're a top five sack team. You blitz the most. Um, but he showed you guys some sacks that you guys missed. And, you know, I asked Coach Bowles about this, and I, I, he probably said you should have had close to 60, you know, right, when it's all said and done. Um, sometimes, like Bob Sanders was saying, it's it's doing that one little thing technique-wise to, to, to try to get you one inch closer because a lot of those missed sacks by you, Shaq, Vita, JTS, it's it's literally an inch, right? The, yeah, football comes down to a game of engines, just like you said. It's that, it's that little extra, that little bit that you may not think is going. It, it can be a quarterback hit or it can be a sack or a pressure. It's just that little extra effort, that extra flip of the hips, that extra double swipe, that extra burst off the finish of your rush, top of your rush. It's and like you don't necessarily think it so during these times in OTAs is where you train it you got to train yeah. yourself to say okay I'm rushing this is my one-on-one rush I have to win my rush what do I have to do at the top yeah. now you come in and you don't got to go balls to the wall excuse my language that's too much you don't got to go nah, you're good you're good off to the wall but you got to hone yourself and train yourself to say all right I'm at the top of my rush what do I have to do next you got to consistently put it in there so it's a real tool in your toolbox, you know, not a plastic screwdriver. You got a real flathead screwdriver that you can yeah. pull out and use. And I think for, for me, my opinion is that's what OTAs is for. OTAs is to perfect the stuff that you go into there. It's not to be like, okay, I don't know who I am as a player. It's to get those things that you're good at mm -hmm. and perfect them and then work on the things that you need to bring along. Is there and, any, excuse me real quick, is, is there any reason why the Saints have your number anything special that they do i can't say uh i don't i don't necessarily know i know we give everything we got you know it's not like we're not out there giving it all we putting yep. everything on the line when you get in between those white lines so i wouldn't even be able to say but i know they have it they have been able to beat us consistently uh, we got it's not win. even a rivalry. You hate them, don't you? Oh man, it's a lot of teams that I really I don't have no reason not to like, but I just don't like. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes, dude. sometimes you got to have that mentality though when you're on the field. Like everyone gets, if you get a little too buddy buddy, then you know sometimes yeah. it takes away from that you know aggressive nature, which you need obviously in football. Uh, Will, I want to go back to something that you just mentioned a minute or two ago where you said you think that you're going to have a devastating defense this year. And I love that you're saying that because, I mean, you look at the 2020 defense, like especially in that Super Bowl, shutting down the Kansas City Chiefs. You didn't even allow a touchdown against them. That's a devastating defense. And when you look at the, the Bucks defense over the last two years, I think last season injuries was a huge part of it. I mean, the defense was ravaged with injuries from every single unit. You know, it wasn't just – one position does it feel like going into this season and obviously injuries are a part of the game but does it feel like if the defense can relatively stay healthy this year that you guys can i don't want to say regain that form but get back to that level that you you know you're capable of which is championship winning football i think uh well not even think i know if they don't score we get a chance to win and if we can hone ourselves without letting people score I think we're going to be able to win a lot of ball games, but I think it really comes down to the level of communication we have, the effort we put in mentally, and just how hard and what we're willing to sacrifice as we work. Uh, and I and I truly believe that's what we're doing. I feel like the guys that we got, 
are willing to sacrifice and go that extra mile just because because the, the way we lost like, yeah everybody remembers the way we lost nobody wants to feel like that and if we didn't let them score then we would have won yeah and that's the mentality i feel like you got to have and i think that's the mentality that we do have yeah you know you you teamed with uh with Indama and sue and vita vea right that front for several years helped win the super bowl uh it looks like this team is is moved on right uh they they've going they're going with uh with logan hall at defensive tackle um, you think you guys can overcome the, the, the loss of Ndamukong Sue up front and, and really not just him, right? I mean, he was, he was a leader and a, and a valuable cog, but, but also Jason Pierre-Paul. And I mean, we've seen the team give number 90 to Logan Hall. That's usually a sign that, you know, they're, they're moving on, but, um, just talk about the, the loss of those two players and, and how maybe you and, and Vita Vea and Nacho are going to have to step up in some leadership roles up front with these younger guys, like uh, like a Logan Hall. I think that Jason and Sue are definitely Hall of Fame caliber players. In my book, they are Hall of Fame caliber guys. And they can, like, it's hard to replace those talents. Uh, so with that being said, I think the younger guys who, like, who would be myself, Nacho, Vita, we all studied under shoe per se. And we got Joe, we got Cam, Elijah, and we got Big Nelly in there, and they studied under Jason. So we mm-hmm. all had the opportunity to pick up a little bit from those guys and be Is able it, to put it into our game. It's got to be a cool perspective for you, too, when you think about it, since you've been here for a while. You know, you were here when Vita Vea came in, and you were a mentor to Vita. So was, you know, Sue when he's been here, Gerald McCoy as well, too. And now Vita is in a position, he just signed the contract, he's going to be here for a while. Now uh, Vita's in the position where he's going to be a mentor for Logan Hall. Just how cool is it to see kind of everything come full, full circle, you know, the, the the wheel of the NFL going from being someone who's getting mentored by legends, future Hall of Famers, as you just said, to now being the guy that's going to help the next generation, the next rookie class come in and help the Bucks win. I think it's a, it's a case of being able to pay it forward just with the knowledge. The knowledge, the knowledge of the game is priceless. You cannot teach that experience, but you can give as much as you can. And and these guys are like sponges, and they soaking everything up. All of the all the young guys we got in our room are soaking up all of the advice we give, all of the tips we bouncing stuff off of each other. And then to be able to see Big V, you know what I'm saying, come through, mm-hmm. get that big contract, which he well deserves. She's a dominant force. Yes, it's a irreplaceable. He's like a generational talent. But I know that he is ready. I know that he can do it. Uh, I see him do it. Even when he was younger, he would be able to talk. It's crazy. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm everywhere when you ask this question. But it You're is good. crazy to see how how much mental fortitude Vita has. Like, so you do come in as a rookie and you see, like, all right, this guy doesn't know a lot. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He's new to the NFL. So now I'm looking in the meeting room, Vita's answering questions like that. Telling mm-hmm. out, calling out blocks, calling out situations, knowing that all right, we got three by one over here, center back split. The back is gonna pick up the guy off the edge, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna check it from the safety. I'm listening to them do all this stuff, and I'm like, man, we get no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we, some, we are we are some seasoned veterans. Yeah. When I say we, I mean myself, but yeah, he's a seasoned veteran, and I'm excited to see what he can do, like yeah. as that number one guy. Yeah. Um, Will, how much do, does Vita weigh? I don't know. Probably like the, the, two, they haven't, they haven't listed. What? He like 280. 
give or take a couple pounds. No, he's not two eighty. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, maybe three hundred. I don't know. Man. He's he's he bigger than that. Like he's two fifty. He moves like he's two fifty. He does move there exceptionally well. Yeah. The, the reason the reason yeah. I ask that is because I mean they list him at three forty seven. Tristan Worth shocked the hell out of us in the media because mm-hmm. they they have him listed at three twenty, which was mm-hmm. his weight at at Iowa. And he told the media, he yeah, he played last year at 345. And you're like, what? This guy carried it so well. 345. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. He's 345. Hey, I, Tristan I Wirfs I gotta, is 345. That's a heavy dude. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this. How much, how much do you weigh? And the reason why I want to know that is because – you have played four three defensive ends. I think I've seen you as light as like what two sixty maybe, you know. A and then lower, you've been, but I was there. Yeah, and then and you know this is like an old picture here. Like look how thin you were. Um, you know that's this is back in the day here. This is but this is back when you were losing weight that off season because you were wanted you had to play four three defensive end had to get a little quicker right. Uh, but then you've you've gained weight. You're you've been over three hundred pounds. You know you look hella good at, at OTAs. Uh, where, where are you at? What's the, the best comfortable playing weight for you in this scheme right now? I like how I play when I'm at uh, 306, but, like, I try to get heavier so when camp starts, yeah. I can lose the weight healthy. Like, I'm I'm not just losing lean muscle. I want to lose a little bit of my body fat during right. camp. Right. But right now I'm a little I'm, – I'm way heavier than 306 right now. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> – I'm a little thick right now, so I'm I'm probably uh, when I got on the scale the other day, I was like three eighteen. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you, I mean, you got yeah, you, you got you need you that though when you're playing in the three yeah, four, you know, right? You know, and you have you have a little, come off a lot. Yeah, you have a little time to you know get back into shape yeah. too. Training camp, uh, still a uh, over a month away, but uh, I'm curious too. You know, you're going into your tenth season. Uh, your uniform number ninety two, but number one uh, in the hearts of Bucks fans for you know so much I so much that you've done here in the community and just being a great player on this team. I'm curious now, we talked a lot about mentoring and some of the younger guys here, but what is something when you first got into the league, what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first entered the NFL and playing with the Bucs? It's okay to take a breath and know that everybody isn't against you, but also in the same respect, everybody isn't with you. That's interesting. Interesting. And you're talking about like with, within your, your team? With just overall in general, with, within the team, yes. Because you got to, like coming in, you think that, oh, man, I got to take this guy's job. He's I not going to help me. Yeah. But you got to remember, you also are trying to take this guy's job. He's going to give you everything you need. Right. But, you know, he, yeah. you're still fighting him to feed his family. If yeah. you think about football and then outside and just regular life. You know, everything that shine, everything that glitters, not gold, you know. So right. right. Don't fall for the, the cheese. If I can give that to any rookie. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, I remember you coming out and spending time with, with uh, my kids taking pictures at their training camp, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, time flies, man. It, it really does. You've, you've had some, some prominent sacks in your career, Will. Um, if, who is the quarterback that you have not sacked yet? that you can't wait to get on the ground, whether it's this year or in future years, who's that trophy QB that, that you would love to tell your kids, Hey, uh, I, I got that guy on the ground. Hopefully I never get a chance to sack him to be honest with you. Uh, Tom, 
God, I, I, would, I, would, I would love this. I would love the sack time. I, hopefully, I never get a chance. Oh um, uh, yeah. That way, I mean, I'm still playing with him throughout his career. But uh, right, right. I could say active quarterbacks right now. I see you guys got Rodgers there. Yeah, I want to yeah. get him too. Hmm. You already got Stafford, but, but maybe again, right? Just for good measure. Hey, your force fumble this time with yeah. it too, you know. Add a, add you know, a little force uh, fumble, scoop and score. Yeah, you know if I'm if I'm dreaming big. But right. um, <laughs> hey, how about Jameis Winston? You you went against him in practice, oh. couldn't sack him. That would I thought that would goes without question. Jameis is I I I look at Jameis like a bro, like yeah. that's one of the bros. I want to knock his block off, but I know for <laughs> sure he want to he want to drop his shoulder, and run me off in the same run me over in the same respect, or try to yeah. shoot me. So I, I know that he, that's what he wants. And I know that's what I want. But at the end of the day, that's that's my brother. But that is my – I would like to do that. I would like to do that. I like to – I want to sack every single quarterback there is, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't even pick one. I just want to get to them. Yeah. Are there any new pass rushing moves that you plan on adding into your repertoire for this season? I have been working with Casey. Casey showed me a couple moves that I can use to utilize my length and strength. Don't want to give it away. Of course, you know I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it a trade secret. Gotcha. But um, I do have some pastors moves that I do plan on pulling out. I'm, and you, if you come to OTAs, you'll see him. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, so, uh, sorry, I, ahead, I, I was going to say here, uh, Jonah has a super chat question. Uh, we appreciate that. Will, what was your reaction when you found out that uh, that Tom Brady was? Well, let's let's just make it a double question. What, what was it like when you found out Tom Brady was coming to Tampa? Back in 2020, and then what you find? You know, what was your reaction when you found out he was unretiring and coming back? When I found out he was coming, I said, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. Let's <laughs> put this work in." I literally asked Nacho. Yeah, I, that's why I said, "Yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl, man. We got to put this work in." Exactly mm -hmm. what my total reaction. But when he unretired, I was like, "Man, I didn't think he was really going to retire." Mm -hmm. Literally, if I yeah. can give you that, that's the. God honest truth. I was like, yeah. I really, I didn't think he really wanted to retire. Yeah, but I was, I was just excited. Like, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, you, you know, you met, you mentioned wanting to sack Tom Brady. You know who, you know who has sacked Tom Brady? Former teammate of yours, Akeem Spence. He sacked Tom Brady. That was his first sack. Ever. I know, right? How about that? At in Boston, that was and, crazy. Yeah. Oh no, play action. Yep. He didn't even block. I know. Shout out to Spence. You remember yeah. it like it was yesterday. I feel like you remember that oh, more I than some of your own plays. Hey, that's my best friend, bro. I remember a lot of his plays. I re like this is a period of time I was watching him play, so I remember a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> well, I read recent uh, that I read that I believe last year you started getting into uh, jujitsu. Is that true? And what yeah. went into wanting to get into that? And is there anything that you could take from jujitsu that you have maybe you know hand placement or, or footwork or anything like that that maybe you started implementing into your own game? Being able to attack the joints, but yes, uh, I do do jujitsu. Let me answer that for you. I do jujitsu. I got into jujitsu, a crazy story. Uh, I was in Bass Pro Shop looking to get some gear. And who is my sensei now, my master right now? He's like, hey, you, I can put you, put you down, slam me. I looked at him. <laughs> and like, if you ever saw him, he's, he's like, he's rocked up, but he comes at, like, he's, Right at my chest, or a little, <laughs> and he's he's a ball guy, full gray, little goatee. And I looked at him, I said, "I believe you. It's okay." And he started laughing, and he told me, "Like, hey man, I, I do. I've done all of these things. I train. 
I, I think you should be able to come and do it. I heard you play football. I, I think it'll be a good idea. Now, I knew who you were, right? Yeah, because they, because I, I go to Bass Pro Shop. Okay, I like to, I like to hunt and fish. Yeah, uh, just some on my pastime. So, the guys. Will we lost your sound? Can you hear us? Oh. Oh, we had you for a second. Yeah, your sound's going in and out. Can you hear us now? Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry about Here we that. Go. Uh, no, you're like good. I, said, I was saying he slammed me on my neck and choked me out. And <laughs> I, it was love at first sight. I, I've been addicted since. That's fantastic. Any uh, UFC fighters that you watch? I mean, obviously, you watch tape of the NFL. Is there any UFC fighters, you know, some of the top jujitsu guys that maybe uh, either interest you or something you pick up on? I haven't. I've actually been watching bare knuckle boxing <laughs> oh cool yeah i've been to some of those events that is crazy right so unbelievable really, right, they, just, was, they just tape the hands and go right at it it's crazy they yeah. have it in tampa from time to time yes it's nuts <laughs> uh so that's what i've been watching to be honest about watching the uh basically mixed martial arts i haven't really watched a lot of us ufc so we had a little shout out here from nard Beezy. I played Little League in high school with my brother, Will, here. I miss you, bro. This is Nard from Mumford. The Nard, what's going on, man? <laughs> Get out of here. How do you know about Pewter Reports? That's what's up, baby. Come on, you man. How do you know about Pewter Report? He got millions Trump, of Bucks fans. Got a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was a Bucks fan. People from Detroit are diehard Lions fans. Like, yeah. diehard Lions fans. Yep. Uh, we're just wrapping up with Will here. We appreciate your time uh, very much. One of the things I've always wanted to ask you about about the, this this run defense that you guys have that that is usually at the top. I think you were like third last year, but you're always in the top three in terms of run defense. It's it's even to the point where some teams just just go into the game not even wanting to try because you're so good. What makes Todd Bowles' run defense so good? I mean, obviously it's the players. That's part of it. But but what about the scheme and, and the way that the players are used makes it just like a, an impenetrable brick wall for most games? It's kind of basically what you just said. Uh, it's, one is the players. We players play coaches, coaches. But he always puts us in the position to make the play, and that's with every all the whole front seven. So if one guy gets a double team, it's, it's an open gap. And our, where yeah. our linebackers flow, they coming down. Uh, if somebody tries to reach Joe, can't really reach him. He's a he's a freak of nature, so he yeah. can get off and make the play. If somebody tried to run inside, you got three different guys just headhunting for the ball. I think yeah. it's just the way that he puts us in the situation to make the play, and we capitalize on it. Yeah. So we, we got to ask you, who is going to be the breakout player on defense this year? We Love we kind of we kind of saw Anthony Nelson have some really good production towards the end of the, of yeah. the year last Lo year. Logan Hall. Logan Hall. Logan Why? Hall. I think he's going to get at least six plus sacks minimum. Wow. Yeah. That'd be that, something. That guy's nice. I don't really? even give compliments to that guy. Is. I know. He hasn't done anything, Will. He's a rookie. I he's... know. We've barely seen him in pads. We haven't seen him. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him in pads, but I've seen the I, – I don't know why I'm so excited about him, but, man, like, I, I see the dog in him. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you really see the dog with the pads. Yeah, but I see the dog. I see the fight, and he's so big and slippery. He like a, he's an even more athletic JJ Watt in his prime. 
Man, this is a big compliment I'm giving. That, that is you that are. is a huge compliment. That is a qu- quite the. I comparison. just want everybody to know that that guy is like that. I, I, yeah. I believe he is. I heard I from you he first. Hopefully, he don't watch it because when I when I see him, I'm never going to give him this credit. In first. <laughs> not yet. I'm I'm wait about by the third game. By the third game, we'll know if it's not Logan Hall. I will give it to my man Nelly because Nelly yeah. kind of broke out last year too. He I don't did. know if you guys saw yeah. it suddenly. Yeah. Like he was he was moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and uh, I think I think uh, Bowles and and Shaq Barrett were were praising uh, Joe Tryon Shoinka, expecting a big year out of him. What do you what are your thoughts on JTS? Man, this I gotta I, I, first and foremost I need to recede what I said about Logan. Now that I'm thinking about everybody, else. <laughs> jeez, because the way Joe been the way Joe's been playing in OTAs, granted it's, it's uh shorts and helmets football, but yeah. the way he been moving and playing is. He got that that year two confidence. You yeah. Know, everybody gets like that first year. You kind of you feel your way out. You know, what I'm yeah. saying? you got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that year two confidence where, you know, like I'm a grown man. I got grown man strength and I can I can stop this guy with my yeah. bare hands. He got that now and you can see it in his play. But then you got him. You got Nelly. Sheesh. And Nelly's in a contract year. You know all about that. You know what it's like being in a contract year. You ball out. You know, you, you got to show up. Get to the money. Yeah. Uh, man. All right. I wanted to be in the interior defense line room, of course. But yeah. I would have to say, definitely, if I look at it, outside linebackers for sure. And then if I said anybody on offense, I got to give give it to my man, Tyler. Big 18. Really? He had a he had a huge catch in OTAs yeah. yesterday. It was a drill where, you know, late late in the game, you have to score a touchdown, can't settle mm-hmm. a field goal. And, you know, he made the catch with Antoine Winfield Jr. covering him. So Drake we're talking about – yeah, great all over him. We're talking about, you know, a top safety in this league. So, so why, why did you him. say Tyler Johnson? Because I, I like the way his hands, not to say they weren't, but his hands seem to be more consistent throughout mm-hmm. this OTA process. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. to be a receiver in this league, you got to have very consistent hands. And then yeah. not having Chris right now, having Mike, you can kind of just put all eyes on him. Yeah. And he's been producing. And I mm-hmm. like that. You know, well, you were very candid a couple of years ago, um, I think right around your contract extension, you didn't have a great year. You admitted that and, and yeah. things weren't going right for you. Ryan Jensen even admitted his first year in Tampa, uh, he packed on some weight. He, he, you know, he was comfortable with the contract, really disappointed. And then, you know, now I think 2019 is a different story, right? And then makes the Pro Bowl this past year after helping you guys win a Super Bowl consistency from year to year is so hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, John- Tyler Johnson didn't have a great year last year, right? Um, do you kind of sense that that guys like him and Scotty Miller, right, who, you know, who had the, the, the big catch in, in the NFC Championship game and at one point was leading you guys in receiving yards in 2020, and then he gets hurt, right? Uh, do you kind of sense in guys like, like you know, Tyler Johnson and, and Scotty Miller that, that that sense to bounce back this year because you know you, you got hard on yourself when you didn't have a good year. Definitely, I can I can sense the hunger off of these guys out of everybody, um, which is why I'm so excited about the season. But I definitely sense how they want to get better and they've shown that they can get better. And they not just proven to others, just proven to themselves. Like, hey, I I might I'm that guy. I can be that guy. I am that guy, and yep. it's cool to see. Ah, oh, man, it's awesome. See, I don't even think. You know, I, I I know it, and but I don't think that way. So when I hear the question, I get the, I'm living it as I'm speaking it, and it's 
I man, I, it's a lot of stuff I get to enjoy. I didn't even, I don't even appreciate that much because I see it all the time. But <laughs> you guys pose the question, and I'm like, hey, this is really cool. Hey, it's, Will, we've been doing this a long time, man. It's, it's 10 years. I've covered every minute of your career with the Buccaneers. I, I even did an SR's Fab Five column because um, I just turned 50, unfortunately. Uh, but at 50 things I loved about covering the Buccaneers. And, uh, and I listed uh, 25 players, actually 26. And you were on that list. You made my list. And this is what I put. Uh, I called you clutch quote Will Golston. I really admire Golston because he's a gritty defensive lineman that does the dirty work in the run game. He's played 10 years in Tampa Bay. He's been a go-to guy for me when I need support quotes on other players. Smart, knowledgeable, and opinionated, Golston will be the first player I seek out when open locker room resumes this year. And haven't been in the locker room yet, but you're the first Buccaneer we've had on the Peter Report podcast this year. And so I want to say thank you very much for, for joining us. It's always a pleasure talking with you, man. Totally honored. Thank you. If you ever need me back on, let me know. Yeah, thank, thanks a ton, Will. Thank you so much. And uh, you have a football camp coming up, that's right, on June 5th. You want to tell us yeah, a little bit about that? So I'm trying to start an annual uh, defense alignment camp because you always get the 707s and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm starting a defense alignment camp, O-line, D-line. And it's June 5th. It's from the ages 12 to 18. Uh, there is a, a registration fee, but I'm also sponsoring kids too. Every, all of the proceeds that we earn is going to the church. So awesome. whatever you whatever you bring, we donate it to the church either way. I just want to have all the kids that come out and, and learn the things that it took me a long time to learn. I want to teach them while they're young. So if you got the opportunity, you're free. Come on out. It's on a Sunday. You know, and if you want to register, you can look on my Instagram. Uh, so it's one of the little links. You can also mm -hmm. go to the Trench Academy's Instagram. They have it in the link because they'll be the ones who are helping me with the teaching uh, aspect of and it. It's called the Trench That's Academy, it. right? Yep, the Trench Academy. That's okay. where I work out at, actually. Yeah. And and uh, you what are your what's your handle on Twitter and Instagram so people can follow you and get more information about the camps? Uh, my handle on Instagram is William Ghost in my first and last name uh, on Instagram. Oh, on Twitter, it is Will underscore Ghostin2. Uh, and, yeah, I post, a, post at least once or twice a week about the camp. So if you want to yeah. acknowledge it, I'll post something a little bit later so you yeah. can Yeah, we'll definitely get on retweet it for everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we got to cover it on all all social media platforms. We'll make sure uh, we spread the word Thank that everyone knows about your camp. Yeah. So, Will, thanks again so much. We really appreciate you uh, joining the show today. Thank you guys, man. I, I enjoy myself. Sorry, I'm in my car, but no, uh, I got it. It's all good. It helps yeah. with the atmosphere, you know. It helps. Uh, <laughs> helps with the vibe. Yeah, no doubt about it. You're a man on the move, moving to big things, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Yep, we appreciate it. Will Will Golston there from the your Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting ready to sack more quarterbacks. You know, he was the fourth leading sacker last year, and right? he had more sacks than Vita Vea, right? Devin White. I mean, we're talking some pro bowlers here. So big will getting it done. We appreciate him joining us on the Peter Report podcast. Uh, absolutely awesome. That was that was really fun. Uh, that was to, great. To that. I mean, I, I thought going into this, you know, we were going to get some good insight about Logan Hall and, and Vita Vea. And we got all of that. But yeah. I mean, it was on top of that. I mean, he, yeah. he said Logan Hall is going to be like J.J. Watt. That's yeah. a and gigantic listen, comparison. You, you nailed it right in the head. It is. It's a huge comparison. And I'm just telling you from my experience, one of the reasons why Will Golston has been one of my go-to guys in the locker room is because 
he's spot on. Like he he will tell you the unvarnished truth. He's not just lathering guys up. He's not right. he's not you know uh, trying to embellish things. Uh, he will speak his mind. Now um, I will say when when he's critical about you know things, whether it's players, coaches, whatever, right? He won't do that on the record. But at the same time, I learned a long time ago in this business and also in life, you don't have to pay somebody a compliment, right? That, that, that's uh, a compliment is an extra. Right? It's it's not required. So when when you're seeing Will Golston be that authentic about his teammates, Joe Trine, Shalanka, Nelly, Anthony Nelson, and about Logan Hall, uh, it's it's the gospel, according to Will Golston. Yeah, he doesn't sugarcoat stuff. Like, he's not just being like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the next J.J. Watt. No, he legitimately means it. You yeah. know, he's serious when it comes to that. It's just so awesome to see, too. He's like, oh, man, we got Joe Trianchenka and Vita Vea yeah. and Logan Hall's, like, coming in. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, we had how many Pro Bowl players last year? Like, yeah. damn, our team's really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. No doubt. He's obviously an NFL player who, again, is going on a, a 10-year career. So we're yeah. talking about. You, you have to have success in the NFL if you're going to be around for oh, 10 yeah. years. But he's like almost a fan at the same time of like, wow, it's just, yeah. you know, I admire watching the offense score 30 points a game. You know, that's not exactly right. what he said, but right. I just thought a, a great interview overall. It, it I really personally, was. the jujitsu answer where he's like this guy that's <laughs> half my size took me down and everything like that. Yeah. Thought it was so funny. Yeah. And and uh, I think the thing too with, uh, you know, with, with Goulston is, uh, he he's seen a lot, you know, we, we could have gone, um, you know, and see that that's the great thing about him is he, he said, all right, I'll give you guys 20 minutes. We ended up getting about 40 minutes out of will because he's, yeah, he's did. just not good. Right. He, uh, he, we're, we're hitting him with good questions and he's knocking them out of the park. And, and I think that, that uh, this is a guy that's toiled under so many different defensive line coaches. I think he were, he's played for like eight or nine, he was, uh, he was, yeah, he was naming them before the show and he was yeah. like, oh, wow. Like it's been, it's been that many. So yeah. yeah, he's been through a lot and I think it just speaks to no matter like what you're doing in life, perseverance is a lot because, yeah. you know, the Bucks fans have seen it firsthand. Right. There were a lot of bad teams and mm-hmm. not a lot of success. And, you know, obviously Will kept working at it and obviously yeah. it helps when Tom Brady gets there, but he, right. you know, he's seeing all the, uh, all the excitement now, all the joy that comes with it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And there's 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 been some players, right, that that are that are um, you know, and I, I say this with no disrespect, but there are star players, right? The Mike Allstots, the Mike Evans, the, sure. the Warren Saps, the, the Levante Davids, the Derek Brookses, the John Lynches, the Rondé Barbers, right? That 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 are iconic players. Those are the stars, and and uh, those are the, the guys that are gonna be in the ring of honor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then you've got guys that I call semi-stars, really good, popular players that have played for teams for a long time. Like I think on this current roster, the, the semi-stars to me are Will Golston and Cam Bray, right? Yeah, that's exactly you know who what I had saying? in my head. Yeah, yeah, and they're just they're 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 Buccaneers. These are guys that you want to see play uh, their last play in the NFL as as a Buccaneer in red and pewter. They are guys that, you know, in a couple years, whenever their careers finish, and we're not speculating that how long either of them are going to keep playing for. But, like, in years from now, when their career is done, 
Bucks fans will be at a game watching their current iteration of the team, and they'll put Will Golston or Cam Braid or one of those other players up on the screen, and they will get a huge round of applause from the fans. Right. And yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things that you could you know, possibly get from being a, a player in this league, and especially for one franchise like Will Golston and, uh, and Cam Braid have done. But speaking yeah. of uh, great franchises, mm-hmm. uh, a great franchise that we work with is uh, Celsius Energy Drink, Scott. And this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Celsius Energy. I am rocking the strawberry lemonade, sorry, the sparkling strawberry lemonade. And that's the beauty of Celsius is the versatility, much like Will Golston, there's multiple different things to like about Celsius, whether it's the flavor. That's probably why I'm most drawn to it is the variety of flavors. The fact that they taste like it is advertised. All right. The strawberry lemonade tastes like strawberry lemonade. The wild berry tastes like the wild berry. All right. The orange tropical vibe, the watermelon, the Arctic vibe, as you see there, it all tastes fantastic to the point where sometimes I'll just have a Celsius because I just enjoy the taste, not even because I need the energy, but that's the other side of it is that. It gets you energized, gets you through a work day, a long mm-hmm. drive, a workout, which, Scott, you usually work out after the show, if I'm not mistaken. I, I do, and I have my Celsius. And, and Celsius provides you with seven essential vitamins, no preservatives, no artificial colors or flavors, zero sugar, and the energy that you need to live fit. And it's essential energy, folks. It really is. So if you want to find out where you can get Celsius, go to Amazon.com. And click on the subscribe and save option when you type in uh, Celsius. And what you're going to get is um, you're going to get it shipped right to your door, and you're going to save some money with that subscribe and save option, which is great. You can also click on the Celsius banner ads on pewterreport.com for other ways to buy. And also visit Celsius.com. Click on the store locator, and they'll find out. you can find out where you can get Celsius near you. Absolutely. Let's get to some of the comments here from the fans. Uh, Long Lost Glazer said, when Logan Hall said, I'm better than him, talking about Peyton Thomas, who went uh, 28 to Saints last year, I was sold mentally. Takes balls to make that matter-of-fact statement. You know, it is funny because you see it with Tom Brady. He's the ultimate example of playing with a chip on his shoulder because he was taken so late. I'm down with, you know, if if Hall has this, I don't want to say, vendetta is not the right word, but if Logan Hall has this, again, chip on his shoulder, this yeah. angst because there's another player that he feels that he is better than, I'm right. all for it. I mean, there's a reason, again, that Will Golson is talking very highly about this guy yes. before he's even worn pads, let alone take a preseason no. snap. Man, we're, we're talking, what, six practices now, right? Six OTAs. Yeah. And Will's forming these opinions. And, and I got a feeling that these opinions are only going to get bolstered when when Logan Hall gets pads on too, I mean, I, I you know I, I think what he's talking about is just the fluidity, the athleticism, yeah, the size, the strength. This this kid has it, and then you're talking about the mental makeup, which I'm sure has already come through, right? Just standing there, you know, shooting the crap with the guy, and just kind of you know picking his brain a little bit. Who is this guy? Trying to find out who his new teammate is, and and listen, folks, there's a reason why we had. Uh, Logan Hall as as our number one pick in the Bucks mock draft on PeterReport.com. There's a reason why Greg Cosell said that he, not Devontae Adams, uh, not not Jordan Davis certainly, um, but but Logan Hall was the best pass rushing three technique defensive tackle in this draft. And there's a reason why this team is not re-signing Dominican Sue, and it's because of Logan Hall. And Michael Henderson says here, looks like Hall was a good pick. Perfect to replace Sue. Well, someone's going to have to do it. And I wouldn't rule out 
again, a veteran guy coming in later, but I don't necessarily think that veteran's going to be a starter. I think it's yeah. strictly just going to be for a depth purpose type of thing. Daryl yeah. says, Bucks, li- uh, Bucks life for Golston. I think he means Bucks fan for life for Will Golston. Or Golston, Bucks for life. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. what he means. Golston, yeah. Bucks for life. Uh, thanks, Will. Yeah, I think it's important to clarify, too. Again, we, we talked a lot of... We obviously talked a lot about Will Golson. He was the guest yeah. on the show today. But, you know, Will was a fourth-round pick, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Correct. So, you know, he's a guy that he didn't necessarily know was going to, one, make the team, but two, again, play for as long as he possibly can. Cam Bright, the other player that we spoke about a lot, too. Cam was an undrafted free agent yeah. and is still playing after, you know, you've seen a lot of turnover between mm-hmm. coaches and, and tight ends as well, too. So Will Golston and Cam Bright, to a point, are uh, underdogs. And, of course, you really are. if you're going to play fantasy football, the best place to go to is Underdog Fantasy and their $10 million prize for Best Ball Mania. It's $10 million in prizes, so you could win it all in $10 million. You could win a little bit less. I know there was someone last year that won $2 million when they pe- picked their team uh, in June. Yeah. And, folks, if you don't already know about it, uh, Underdog Fantasy, they got you know so many different events going on they obviously have the 10 million dollar best ball mania but they have different things going on too if you don't want to get in on the grand prize just they're closing in on 41,000 people going to um the best ball mania tournament you could do different leagues with your friends and family where you just do three dollar games six dollar games five dollar games you just put in that money and you set it and forget it that's the the fun part about these lineups is that um you know you don't have to worry about yeah, uh, you know, a tough defense going on, or uh, this player has a bye week. So, underdog fantasy is, is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Uh, Matt, you, you had me, team. you had me at set it and forget it. That's that's what yeah, I love about it. it is exactly. I, don't, I don't have time during football season to go back and check my lineups and do trades and stuff. With this, I, I'm, I'm making my best guesses. It's best ball. So yeah, optimal you know, scoring. Yeah, if you have three quarterbacks in your team, whoever scores the best, that's your quarterback points for the week. And that's that's what I love about Underdog Fantasy. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about Underdog Fantasy throughout the season as they're back as a season sponsor, too. We appreciate all the support from our pewter uh, report partners, including Celsius and Underdog Fantasy. Um, Matt, this one is la- been one, a- la- one last thing, Scott. I just want to yeah, say sure. use the promo code pewter for Underdog yes. Fantasy, and they will match your first deposit up to $100, and we will be getting some Peter Report leagues going on uh, as the season gets closer. So yeah. you, can, you can play against me. You can play against Scott, uh, Bailey, Casey, JC. You know, you can play against all of us, and we'll yeah. be drafting teams. Might even do one on the show. We'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. But, again, use promo code Peter. They'll match your deposit up to $100. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Matt, this has been an awesome week here on the Peter Report podcast, and we appreciate everybody – for tuning in and uh, for watching us live. Appreciate the super chats. Also, we appreciate everybody who is not watching us live but are checking out the podcast versions. That's the cool thing about this is we're up on YouTube, and mm-hmm. we even have one of those fancy-schmancy YouTube channels. It's called Pewter Report TV. So we ask you to do a couple things. We ask you to subscribe to our Pewter Report TV YouTube channel. It's free. It says subscribe, but it's free. There's nothing other than hitting a button. And yep. it helps boost our subscriber totals. We're almost at 8,500 now. Thanks to you, pewter people out there. We appreciate every one of you. And we also ask that you like our videos. When you like our videos, like this Will Goldston interview, for example, 
or any of, of the great content that Matt clips from press conferences and puts up on our YouTube channel or any of these Peter Report, Report podcasts, what does that do, Matt? Why do we ask people to like our videos? What is, how does that help us? It helps with our algorithm. Obviously, we're trying to get as many followers as we possibly can by training camp in the start of the regular season. But by helping the algorithm, it helps other people that might not know about Pewter Report and our YouTube channel, Pewter Report TV. It helps out other people, NFL fans, maybe Bucks fans that don't know about this. They can find all of our content. We had some Devin White videos go up today and earlier. We have a lot of podcast clips. We'll have plenty of Will Colson clips coming up as well, too. So it just helps you get as much Bucks information as you possibly can with Peter Report. And obviously, we got a ton of great content on PeterReport.com and a lot of different videos here um, on our YouTube channel. So we appreciate everyone watching. And we also appreciate this sponsor, Pin Chasers, which has been a, a longtime sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. And their owner, Anthony Peroni, is a huge Bucks fan that has season tickets. So if you go to Pin Chasers, you're helping out a fellow Bucks fan. And of course, they have multiple locations, as you see on the screen here, East Pasco, Zephyr Hills, Midtown, and Veterans. They have one that's uh, pretty close to the Advent Health Training Center, where the Bucks have their OTAs going on right now, and training camp, of course, and practice during the regular season. But it's a great night for friends and family. You can book a kid's birthday party there, because uh, they obviously have the bowling, but the arcade as well, too. The food yeah. is very underrated, and they have deals all the time, from all-you-can-eat pizza to all-you-can-bowl, dollar Miller Lights, and, of course, uh, brunch on the weekends, too. So go to pinchasers.net to find out about all the great deals that they have and to reserve a lane or book a party. Again, that's pinchasers.net. All right, Scott, we've had a ton of great content today, just an awesome conversation, a yeah. fantastic conversation, in my opinion, with Will Golston. So let's just let everyone know about our lineup for next week. Obviously, it's a holiday weekend. Yes. So there will not be a podcast this Monday, we will have podcasts on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mm -hmm. of next week. That Tuesday one, we're getting right at it because That's it's right. week three of Bucks OTA. So we will have all of our reports and content coming from what we saw from Bucks OTAs. And then we will have a following podcast on uh, Wednesday and Thursday of that week. Yep, it's going to be fun. And we're going to have some more. Uh, Buccaneer players, and we'll try to get some coaches on as well as the summer rolls on and, and then also uh, into uh, the fall too. So we're going to have an exciting lineup of, uh, of Buccaneer players, coaches, try to get some front office people on here as well. Our Peter Report podcast is growing thanks to you. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, there won't be an SR's Fab Five tomorrow, but we will have a Peter Report roundtable on Saturday. Plenty of Bucks content too tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, during the holiday weekend. And then we'll have uh, Bucks Monday mailbag. And like Matt said, we'll be right back at it. Folks, it's been fun. We appreciate you pewter people more than you know. And we want everybody to have a safe and happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. For Matt Matera, I'm Scott Reynolds. And we'll see you on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Have a great weekend.